0: Awesome. That was awesome. You guys are awesome. No, you're awesome. You are awesome. Sir, you are awesome. Seriously. Awesome. 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 Everything is awesome. Welcome to Everything is Awesome. I'm your host, Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. Uh, This week's guest is, I guess, another kind of return guest. I don't know how to label these guys that are coming back uh so graciously to to do the interview again ever since i uh kind of i don't know i guess i i won't take total blame call note is the blame here uh but uh jeff stormer welcome back to everything is awesome hey thank you for having me yeah uh it is uh thank you uh you were the i think the first person to like get back to me um and say yes and I know, like, we, you know, for you, it was about an hour of your time that we kind of wasted. So, yeah, I, I, I appreciate it.
1: It's completely fine. Uh,
0: so, uh, you are uh, a storyteller extraordinaire. Um, Thank you. I, that
1: means a lot. Yeah, uh, I like that title.
0: <laughs> that's, that, that title and uh, creator of worlds is what I, I, I label uh, guys like you that are just really good at crafting stories and and worlds and you have to do it in such a unique way, um on Party of One Pod. Why don't you um we're gonna jump around much differently than we did last time. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you uh kinda tell people uh like what what you do with Party of One.
1: Sure, sure. Uh I am the host and creator of a podcast called Party of One. It is an uh actual play RPG podcast, which means I play games like but not necessarily but not, not necessarily like Dungeons and Dragons. I have to add that in because uh, a guest was like, I want to play Dungeons and Dragons. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> Nor- used to say not, not, I used to say not like, but not necessarily. Now I have to say like, but not necessarily, but not, not necessarily. <laughs> um, so I play tabletop RPGs with guests, um, except uh, I do them one-on-one mm-hmm. with a party of one, hence the name. Yes. Um, we play a mixture of games on the show. Some that are designed for two players, like uh, Kevin Crawford's Scarlet Heroes or... Tim Kopeng's Mars Colony, or uh, Caitlin Bell's Our Radios Are Dying, and then we play some games that are not designed for two players but can work with them through some magic of rules hacking.
0: I need to stop you. Um, the that last one you just mentioned, uh, our, our Radios Are Are Dying, what, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dear God, <sighs> that that was an amazing game and I, new podcast. Like, I love that game. It's that, amazing. That was, I think, the one before that that I really liked was the migraine game, oh, fourteen that, days with Hannah Schaefer, Yeah, it's a good. Yes, one. that that was like the one that was like wow, like tabletop but serious mm-hmm. and like. But this one is, this is the episode. If people were to point ask me, like, point me to a RPG podcast uh, and an episode that's going to hook me, like that one, that that episode that was like what last week, two weeks ago, uh, last weeks. Yeah. So, I, well, we'll say by the time this airs, this will be a few you know, weeks. Episode yeah. 19. It's episode, episode 19. Perfect. There you go. Episode 19 of Party of One Pod. Uh, that's the one that I think if you're new to Jeff and his world, uh, that's the episode you listen to. It's just so good. Uh, I Do not uh. Do you want to explain the
1: game a little bit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a game. Our radios Are Dying is designed by game designer Caitlin Bell, who releases all of her stuff for free on her website. Um, it is a game about two lesbian astronauts from the warring planets of Venus and Mars. They are uh, on both planets. Fraternizing with the enemy is, for, is punishable by jail time. And being queer is punishable by death. These two lovers have snuck away for a romantic rendezvous on a space station. There was an accident while they were doing some routine repairs. And now they are both um, essentially floating off with their floating off to die. There's no hope for rescue. There's no communication equipment. They can't get to anybody. There's nothing they can do. So all they can do is sort of share their last moments together and kind of like say all the things that they've never gotten to say before. It's a really heartbreaking game. It's a really powerful game. I love it. I... It's some. It's it goes to some heavy places, and I think it's wonderful.
0: It was when you. I, I don't. I guess it was maybe the the pre roll to the show mm-hmm. uh, to the episode where where you were explaining it, and I was like, "Well, this is going to be interesting." And and then just listening, like it was listening to the episode made me smile throughout the whole thing, um, with just. It was like you guys did it pitch perfect as as to I guess like a, a bickering couple, uh, you know. Even even if you were in your last hour, like oh, it just made me smile the whole time. And like I, it reminded me. And I I don't know if you saw the tweet. I, I it reminded me of a CW show, like a CW version of Gravity, where <laughs> like this the 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 drama between mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the the arguments that you guys were having oh it was just so perfect like and this is like why when we played our doctor who episode like i totally got lost in the story cuz you you just you you are one of the best storytellers i know man
1: that that means thank you that means a lot like um i like telling stories it's what i do
0: yeah, you you can tell in in each one of your episodes. And also, the, one that, the 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 episode you just released, I guess it's episode 20, the the funnel one. Yeah,
1: no, the funnel. That's a fun one.
0: That was so fun to listen to. Like now I assume that one I did a little bit of research cuz like this is one that I like intrigues me a lot. Mm-hmm. So I did a little bit of research. That seems like it's one that's meant for, I guess, it, upwards of 16 people if you're Got to do it right.
1: Well, it's the way it works. Is the game is called Dungeon Crawl Classics. It's by Goodman Games. Um, it is an it's a D and D hack that's designed to emulate really, like the really gonzo fiction that D and D is based on. So it's supposed to be really like wild and crazy sword and sorcery stuff. Okay. And part of that is the funnel, which is the, what I played with uh, Aaron. And the way it's supposed to work is you're supposed to have a group of, like, four to six. Okay. But each person in that four to six person group is going to control four to six people. Mm. So the idea, and the idea is, since it's a funnel, those 20, those, like, 16, 12 to 16 to 20 people or whatever, they all go in, and four people come out, and that's your party. Like, they're the ones that get to level one. Yeah. So it's a traditional D&D structure but you have four times as many people because each person is controlling four grave diggers and farmers and halfling vagrants and all other sort of horrific peasants that are just trying to get like that one thing that's going to change their life. It's it's so good. I love it.
0: It it was it seemed like a lot of fun um and it, it's one that uh, we're, so I actually, and I have to, I, I don't know why for the last hour and a half I wasn't working on it, but, uh, I, we, we are getting ready to uh, put out our first, um, D&D podcast. Um, I'm excited to hear that. I don't know. I don't know what the legalities are. Are you, are you legally allowed to say like you're doing a dungeon, like a Dungeons and Dragons game? If you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, sure. Like, absolutely. Oh, Okay. So, cause we were, <laughs> we said uh, in, in the intro that we did, cause so the way we recorded it is um, literally set up a mic and recorded the, I think we played for like four and a half hours mm-hmm. and uh, I'm cutting that into what will whole, probably end up being four episodes if I had to guess. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And, um, and then we're like doing in post, we're doing, um, you know, intros, outros, and then, uh, I'm throwing in some bed music, throwing in some sound effects uh, and, um, that's
1: that's largely how I do it as well as I do the actual game recording and then weeks yeah. later, that way, if something comes up that I want to plug or if there's like a specific yeah. thing, I can
0: talk about it later. And like, and that like, man, I, I so let me ask you is, is the, and this is just I, me being a little bit egotistical is, <laughs> is the doctor who one, like the one you did the most effects on. Cause it was, I can't think of another episode that you've done a lot of like sound effects for and stuff and it made me smile like you treated it like an episode of Doctor Who like you um, left
1: it's one of the two it's there's two episodes that i've uh, generally i don't do any special effects work or post production stuff i'd like to that's something that i have like i'd like to do down the road is like revisit episodes and really mm. do them up proper mm. but for the most part it's and it, it's a time consuming thing and it's something that like i don't think it necessarily needs mm. But for the Doctor Who episode, I wanted to take the extra step and like do. And if I was, I, I figured if I was going to do an episode of Doctor Who, I wanted it to be an episode of Doctor Who. Yeah,
0: you. It, I again, that was another episode, and and not even necessarily the the um, meat of it where I was actually playing. It was like the the extra effects you did that just made me smile because like you did you you uh, you did Doctor Who good by doing Fine. all that.
1: The the one I the one thing I couldn't
0: forget I couldn't
1: crack it, and I was so furious at Netflix for taking down Doctor Who, uh-huh. was I couldn't get the uh, commercial break noise <laughs> just right. <laughs> like I couldn't pinpoint it in the theme song. Gotcha. That was the one thing I wanted to do that I couldn't that I didn't get uh-huh. to do. Was but I that... I had pinpointed
0: where the commercial breaks were gonna be. Okay. And I couldn't get it to work. <laughs> that would have been that would have been stellar um and that episode is 18? 18 yeah 18 yeah it goes right before so, our radios are dying yeah so if you are a fan of doctor who or listen to this show on a regular basis i go listen to it obviously but i would listen to 19 first like don't listen to mine first 19 is the one that's like just an amazing one to listen to i can't i cannot praise that one enough
1: i hear that one rec- i've heard that one recommended a lot in the last week i think mm-hmm. the other two let's see the three that i hear recommended a lot and the three that i think are good entry points 19 has been given a lot of praise in the last week i made someone cry which is a big win
0: that, wow! Yeah, because you know, I, I, and maybe it's because I looked at it as like a CW show where I I smiled more at like the and and also had like a couple like this is how good it was like I had a couple eye roll moments like oh god are you kidding me like and not in a bad way at all just like in, in for me what the story was a CW show is like you you nailed it
1: like yeah I uh, so that one I've heard a lot of good stuff about and I really love that episode like Strix yeah, uh, my guest in that episode is wonderful she's a wonderful game designer and academic she's great. Um, that one I hear a lot of praise about, um, episode nine, which is Mars Colony is a great episode. I think I really like that episode. So that's one, one.
0: Yeah. That one I liked. I remember, I remember that one. That was good.
1: And the other one that I hear recommended a lot. Well, there's one other one that I'll talk about briefly, but, um, I hear kingdom with Greg Gethard, uh, the comedian I hear recommended a lot. Which is funny because that one is just the story of two terrible people ruining the lives of the people around them.
0: I'm trying to remember. I, I, I've, that one is. I think that one was one that I was like actually working. So I was that was more background noise. Uh, so I'll to, what episode number is that? I'll have to read. That, that. is fourteen. 14, it's yeah, Kingdom I'm...
1: with Greg Gethard. We play the employees of a calendar oh! in North Jersey. Oh,
0: no, no, no. That is one of my favorites, dude.
1: I love that episode.
0: Oh, okay. I don't yeah, I don't know why. I guess I wasn't thinking when you said King, I was thinking fantasy, not uh, <laughs> when you just reminded me of it. Yes. That one, as soon as I heard what you guys are doing, I was like, Mother I could have done Clarks!
1: You could have done clerks. You really could have.
0: <laughs> like, that one was... That one... Now that you remind me, that one may be my favorite, just because of the setting.
1: I love that episode. Those that, terrible fucking people.
0: It was... That one was... Yeah. Oh, God. NASA, flip a coin, guys. You know, 19 or 14. Flip a coin. They're the first ones you listen to.
1: I've, yeah, a lot of people recommend Fort, Like, recommend Kingdom. And I get it, because Greg is... One of the funniest people that I've ever like. He was he's so he was so good.
0: Is that now? Is that a guy that you that you've known for a while or like? No,
1: actually, he was recommended um, a friend of mine, um, guest of the show, uh, Ian Ian Vaffler. Mm-hmm. Um, was after he was on the show, which Ian's great. You should also listen to that episode because that episode is super fun as well. Um,
0: just what's the episode number? That one's
1: episode uh, seven,
0: maybe? Look at you. You're you're a good Wikipedia yourself.
1: Um seven, I think. I've been doing some work where I've had to like go back and look at what episode numbers things were recently. Okay. So like I have it on my mind, but I'm almost certain also I just pulled up my website, so it's a little <laughs> bit of cheating.
0: Fair enough, um, fair
1: enough. I think it's seven. It's paranoia. It's paranoia with Ian Vaffler, okay. aka Billy Kumahara. Okay. Yeah, okay. seven. Um, he's great. He was. He's and he's been great. He's been a friend of the show. Really, really from early on when I invited him on, like he was. He's been super enthusiastic about it. We've played. De- we played games together since. Like he's awesome. Oh, he's cool. the coolest. Cool. Um, and he was literally like at the the very night that I recorded with him. Like he sent me a tweet and he was like, "Hey." Greg Gethard, like, has started playing Dungeons and Dragons. Like, you should have him on your show. And Greg was immediately like, yes, let's do it as soon as possible. That's cool. And we started talking and we were like, this is the, he was like, this is the kind of story that I'm into is the story of like people that go mad with the smallest amount of power. So I said, Mm -hmm. I can find you a game that will let you play that exact story. And I think I did pretty (laughs)
0: well. Oh, it was, yeah, it was great uh i do you know what those it's the non-traditional um and i maybe i'm some sp- very novice very mm-hmm, green mm-hmm. when it comes to tabletop gaming like i literally the the, the four-hour session i played uh recently uh is and the doctor who that i play with you are like the two most recent things i've done and probably uh I haven't done, I haven't played more than five sessions, including those two. So like I've had four sessions of my life. So I'm very green to tabletop. And um, so for me, traditional is like the fantasy mm-hmm. D and D dragons and whatnot kind of stuff. So the things that are, are um, that go away from that, that you do uh, is what I really like pay attention to and really like dig. And then even the ones that get even weirder, like uh, um, episode 19 are, are, Oh God, I'm so terrible it's, at names. Our our, radio. Our, radio,
1: our radios are dying.
0: Our radios are dying. That is like, st- like the one, like that's more of an oddball one. Like even more so than going away from the traditional, mm-hmm. you know, st- uh, stuff. All uh, ju- oh, great. Like I'm so glad that you do different things week in and week oh, out.
1: I I love it. I I love doing different things every week. I love being able to feature so many different games. And if you like weird ones, we have some good ones coming up. I'm really excited.
0: I've, you know, you you and um uh Jason Ashley, who was a guest of uh your podcast. Mm-hmm. I love Jason uh, Ashley. Episode number great episode
1: number three. Scarlet Hero. Oh,
0: there you go. Uh, he was the first he... person
1: that I didn't know that I asked to be on the podcast, and he. Oh, that's cool. Like the same, I sent him an email, not expecting any sort of response, and literally almost immediately, he was like. I am so excited to come on your show. Like, let's do it as soon as possible.
0: Yeah. He's, um, you know, he's a guy who I, uh, one of the, I've been calling you guys the super friends cause you guys have come back uh and and to record your interviews so he's another guy that i interviewed uh and you know first maybe 20 minutes is what was usable and and after that uh is donezo so we've been trying to reconnect uh to to interview uh to do the show again and he is just a super nice guy when it comes to he's yeah
1: he was so nice he was on he was he yeah he
0: i I don't mean, I don't want to get emotional talking about how nice (laughs) he was, but he's, and it's like, so to the point where like, so we were supposed to record last night, him and I, and, um, something happened. And like, he let me know, like maybe like half hour after we were supposed to record, I was sitting in my, in, in the shedio here and I was doing work on, on our D and D podcast that we're doing. And, uh, knowing that, like, I, I know everyone, like I'm, and I think this comes with like 10 years of podcasting. Like I know things happen so like whatever like Mm -hmm. you i know you're gonna eat like i know jason to the point now where like he's the type of guy that's gonna email me and say oh shit i i either just forgot or something Mm -hmm. came up or Mm -hmm. whatever and i i not have time so like he's like and and the first time he was on the show like we 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 missed a day as well and like he's always super apologetic about it i'm like dude don't worry you know and mm-hmm. he's he's super nice and like it's nice here's the for me doing the um podcast is i'd say what, what this show has in common with yours is like the the different guests mm-hmm, week mm-hmm. to week for the most part and you know working with him like i i tend to a lot of the people i talk to tend to be doing podcasts or have done a podcast at one point. So like, that's my community. Your community mm-hmm. is the tabletop community. So like, I, I don't know about you, but like, I've been making friends. Oh, uh, so many, fun I've this. made so
1: many wonderful, I've met the nicest people through this podcast, like doing the podcast. And like, yeah,
0: like the, the, and the Philadelphia podcasting society, which is where I'm sure I found out about your show. They're, they're um, great yeah like everyone's just so cool mm-hmm. in there uh like there's this other uh, danny drago um him and i have talked a few times uh and uh trying to do like hook up to do i guess uh, like an interview on each, each other's shows um and like even the, i guess the founder nathan nathan yes yes nathan um like even like everyone's just so cool are you going to the um the meetup on sunday yes all right, I'm going to see it's it's <clears throat> as a as a father, like it, that time frame is such a terrible time frame <laughs> for me to go anywhere. Uh, so I'm oh, going to try to go, but I, I don't know
1: a, what maybe maybe I'm going to say maybe I'm going to go because I just made plans <laughs> for Sunday.
0: Yeah, it's like a, a Sunday from one to five or something. I think this, I'll be I, mean, able to, this, I should be able to make that maybe. Yeah, I'm going to try to go. But for me, it's also like you. I don't know. You live in the city. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you're probably a little bit closer than I am like I'm in the suburbs. So it's like all right, am I going to commit the 45 minutes it's going to take to get down there and then another 45 to get home and then also spend some time down. I mean
1: there. it's a it's it's at Tattooed Moms. So I think it's it's I I I would say it's well worth the trip because Tattooed Moms is my favorite bar in the city.
0: Well, Shout out I, to Tattooed sorry, Moms
1: cuz they're great. I, I,
0: I, I phrased that wrong. Maybe not worth it. It's 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 uh. Anytime no, I, I understand exactly. What, I understand exactly what you mean. I just yeah. wanted
1: to plug the bar because I like yeah. that bar.
0: Yeah, you know. Well, that's where um the uh, for I think last year's podcast fest like that, that was, was one of
1: their places. That was one of the sites. Yeah, one of it, of their yeah. they still have posters up for it. That's actually how I got exposed to a that's few funny. of the podcasts.
0: Yeah, I uh, see. I um the. First year that the pod, the podcast fest was around, like I was super into the idea because literally like the year before, I was talking to another podcast buddy of mine. I was like, "Why isn't there like a podcon? Like we sh- there should totally be a podcon around here." Uh, and so I was super into the idea. One of my buddies, um, Garrett Smith, who's a stand up comedian um, down there in the city and does uh, I like to movie movie the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he was at. Him and his and his podcast partner did their show uh, at the first annual one, and uh, I guess that turnout was. I think that's when they only had one location, so the turnout was like not great because people were just coming to randomly. Mm -hmm. I guess. So he said "Uh, it was kind of beat, but like ever since then, like I've just heard nothing but praise for the podcast fest. Like I think they just did a lot of changes to make it like worth it in year two, and I think last year was three. So. Assuming they do it this year, it's uh-huh. four. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, that I'm excited for. Like I, I'm waiting for them to give us news about when that's going to be because I want I want to take part in that big uh-huh. time. Um, so anyway, way off track. Uh, so tabletop gaming, uh, you're doing some wonderful things with your podcast. We left off in in episode ten. I think our conversation left off with um. You you getting into tabletop gaming through Middle Earth? RPG. Middle Earth role playing
1: game. 1996, I will link something like that. It's very 90s. It's a very 90s game.
0: And I've since since uh, we recorded our first interview, I saw that you you have gone back and looked at it yes. again. Is this a game that you're going to try to do on uh, Party I've One? I thought about it. It's <laughs> tough though. Like I've really been. Look- I looked
1: at it. I looked at it for a long time, and I. Just, it's. It's. Maybe it's a solid. I, I'm not gonna rule anything out.
0: I feel like that just based of what what you mentioned about it. It seems like it could be one that would require more than like the hour hour and a half. I you think. Usually get. I feel like
1: maybe, and I also feel like it's one where. Like reading through the rules and just rolling some dice through like some scenarios in my head, it feels like a game that's either going to run like six hours or four mm-hmm. minutes. <laughs> that's a big because it's literally yet. one of those things where like I could roll two dice in a fight. Like mm-hmm. I could go one round in a fight. Because one of the things I know uh... this because one of the things I did to like te- help teach myself the game. Was I ran a few just simple like back and forth fights between some characters I I had rolled up, <laughs> excuse me. Okay. I just ran like was literally like okay this person goes here I'm gonna roll these dice. At least one of them I rolled the dice once and the guy ended up like losing an arm and impaled on a it was an and it was literally like <laughs> well he's dead.
0: Okay. <laughs> that was fast. <laughs> uh you know you mentioned um something that i want to ask you about uh and that's you know you're playtesting that game so is how much work do you put into like each episode excuse me each episode of party one podcast because you are literally playing a new game every week so you are learning a new set of rules almost on a weekly basis
1: oh um i do
0: you know, it's hard to say it's work when you're doing something
1: you love, but it, that's an yeah. obnoxious cliche, and it's not true at all. There's a lot of work that goes into <laughs> it, but um, I don't know. It's you'd be surprised at how short, like how short the time I spend actually learning the rules for games are. I think,
0: because I, I don't know, and maybe it's because I um. Like, I just kind of... And obviously, I don't play... I have I, only played it for one four-hour session, really. But I I just kind of, like, doing my character sheet is when I really learned. And I, I mean, also listening to, like, Too Cool for mm-hmm. Tabletop and listening to um, certain aspects of Party One podcast. Like, I finally, like, kind of got, like, okay, this is what a character sheet means, and this is how I build my character. Uh, so it took me 30 years to, to get to that point. Uh, So I just, I feel like... And when we played the Doctor Who game, like I glance mm-hmm. at the rule sheet, and this was before I did my character for D D, so I'm like, oh, uh, oh my god! Like I, my brain's hurting, like looking at everything I have to do to build a character here. I can only imagine what, like what it is on your side having to like basically learn the whole game. Um, what it is is I learn
1: enough of it where I can like pick up the like. I'd say I, I... generally, the way it works is when I know. What game I am playing. Sorry, my cat's doing something and it's very distracting. (laughs) Um, So the way it works is when I first decide, like, when I'm first emailing a guest, I'll tell them, like I told you, I say, like, you get final say. I say, like, Hmm. I can suggest a game if you want, but that is way less fun to me than you coming to me and saying, I want to play a game about X and i yeah, can yeah, and yeah. me say and either I, either me saying like i can make that happen or you saying i want to play game x like specific game x and me saying great like
0: okay.
1: i find that way more interesting because like because like i always say it's your episode i'm just hosting it
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah
1: um so like i've had you know i've had some guests be like i just want to play i've had um like i've had some guests just be like ah i like fantasy let me play a fantasy game I've had some guests be like, you know, or like, I like sci-fi. Can we have something sci-fi themed? And I've had guests, I've had Greg who was like, I want to play a story about somebody who goes mad with a small amount of power. I want to play something mundane, (laughs) but I want to go mad with power. And I had one guest who literally told me, I want to play a game set in the modern era. I want to play, actually, no, he specifically, I want to play Feng Shui 2. We played it. It was, it was episode five. Chris Berlue, great guy. He said, "I want to play Feng Shui too. I want to play it in the modern day. I want to play an ordinary guy who wake who discovers that he has superpowers and goes from a zero to a hero over the course of the episode." Uh, uh, and I said, "That was another I said, good one. I, I like that, do that a lot. <laughs> So I can I literally will okay. roll with whatever people like say to me.
0: So do you do you um? Do you just read the rule book or do you play test these games? Generally, I read
1: the rule Like For most games, I generally like like a lot of the games that we end up playing for the show are games that I know already. Because one Mm -hmm. of the reasons that I started the show was because I was buying a bunch of tabletop games and I wasn't playing them, but I was reading them
0: because I had a problem. but now <laughs> that's like that's that but sounds like I... my comic book addiction i used to go to a comic book store and just buy hundreds of dollars of comic have books <laughs> you see how i changed that word
1: <laughs> so yes, like the way to yes. work is i'll we'll email i'll pick the game generally it's a game that i own already so i have i've had a chance to read it over if it's not i will like read okay. it to the point like i'll just read it Un, you know, to see if I can get a good understanding of the rules. If I need to, like, run a thing for myself, I'll run a thing for myself. If I need to, what I do a lot is I write up, like, two, I, I write up two page, very specifically two page, one, like, one sheet, one side, one, like, one side, back, or front and back, one sheet, like, rules, breakdown, page, like, guides, or action guides, so like I I challenge myself mm-hmm. to like read the rules and understand it well enough that I can translate the stuff that I need to know onto two pages, so that I can print it out onto one sheet okay. of paper, and like that uh. and then that sheet of paper is what I will reference. I do that a lot.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it's sense.
1: stuff like that, where like I will te- I try to teach myself the rules, maybe not exactly, and I maybe don't learn every nuance of them. But to the story that I want to tell and the game that I want to play, I will teach myself those
2: rules. All right, we do have to take a quick break. Uh, there were some issues with the audio that I had to cut here uh, so that I could fix it on the other end. But for the remainder of this episode, uh, there will be no more commercial breaks. Uh, we'll have uh, a lot of edits, but I, I don't think you're going to see them. I don't think you're going to hear them. You're not going to see them. I can guarantee that. Um, I just want to take a quick moment to make sure and remind you guys that you should check out jeff's podcast party of one pod uh, on soundcloud uh start off with episode i think you should start off with episode uh, 19 our radio is dying uh that is still one of my favorite episodes that he has put out uh followed by that actually episode 14 kingdom that's another really great one and uh then follow that up the trifecta episode 18 The Doctor Who episode that I was on. Fantastic episode. While you're doing all that, make sure you check out out on iTunes. Subscribe to his podcast. Rate, review, five stars. And while you're on iTunes doing that, you might as well head on over to Everything is Awesome's iTunes page. And subscribe there. Five star review. All that does is helps us... um, iTunes has iTunes math, and it helps make magic, basically, Uh, and it puts more eyes on the show. More eyes on the show means we can do cooler things. Um, I have a a huge announcement coming up for Everything is Awesome, and it's because people are giving it buzz, and people are sharing it. Um, As Jeff says at the end of his podcast sharing this podcast is the best thing you can do whether that's through social media through telling a friend through leaving a review on itunes um and a rating on itunes whatever it may be uh that helps this so much and um i'll tell you what this the last few weeks you guys have been great you've been spreading the word you've been we're getting more and more eyes on this uh on this show and um It's great. Uh, We have a huge announcement coming up. Hopefully uh, I can make it in the next episode uh, or the episode after that. I can't wait to share it with with you guys. Big things are coming. We also have a couple bonus episodes coming out for you. Uh, You'll see on June 3rd a bonus episode. You'll also see June 10th a bonus episode. All while we're doing all the normal episodes on Wednesdays as well. So big things are happening for everything. It's awesome. I love it. Thank you guys so so much. Um, I've babbled on way too much. It's late. I'm tired. Uh, on to the show. Here we are, returning with Jeff Stormer from Party of One Podcast.
0: What has been on for Party of One Pod uh, the most complicated game you have had to to uh, learn and and you know facilitate? That was. Let me look
1: through the episode list and really think about it. I actually I think I already know. Like looking through it. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure I know exactly what it was. Because yeah, no, it was definitely episode four, which was Promethean the Created, which is a White Wolf uh, World of Darkness game, mm-hmm. which is a very popular brand of video ga- or video games RPGs. Okay. White Wolf is sort of the other granddaddy along with D and D. Gotcha. They they make like Vampire the Masquerade and stuff.
2: Mm, okay. Okay.
1: That was probably the hardest game to learn, because there's a lot of little things, and I'm going to lay down a hot take here. They're not great at indexes, which when you have two 500-page oh. books that you're looking at is a nightmare. <laughs> I'm sure. Like, but... they don't they don't list out enough things in their index, so it makes it difficult to, like, go back and learn things. It makes it go back to go back. It makes it difficult to go back and reference things because you have to like try to memorize what page things are on.
0: See that? Um, I I think that's what would drive me crazy oh, as I, it, a, a GM. It's not fun. It's it,
1: I. That's and that's one of the reasons why I try to like minimize the amount of like of like mm-hmm. reference that I have to do for the show. Is like I don't like referencing things because I know that it's not yeah. audio I'm going to use. I'm not going to mm. use the audio of me flipping through a PDF trying to find information. It's not fun for me because I'm stalling out a game and I'm like, crap, i got to find a thing. And it's just – it's extra work. Like I could be just doing stupid improv.
0: Yeah. That's so, – and that's all – so going back to the D&D podcast, that, and honestly, like uh, me – so we had the idea to do the D&D podcast years ago. Mm. Like before – like probably right when like one person did it, like right before it got popular – to do D and D or tabletop RPG as a podcast. We're like, we should do this. Like, this would be a fun idea to do. And of course we wait three years later and it's the most popular thing. And honestly, it was listening to you listening to Jason. <clears throat> Cause you guys are the first, um, tabletop RPG podcast that I've, I've listened to. In fact, the only two that I listened to. Uh, and I'm like, listen, all right, they're doing it. Like there's definitely an audience now. Like if we're going to do it, this is the time to do it. We're playing anyway. Um, so we uh, where was I going with this? Fucking we do it, I don't know. Fucking it's great, I love doing it, is what I'm trying. Like, it's it's um, oh, okay, yeah. The whole so the improv aspect of it that's where I wanted to go is uh, I play this stupid uh character that was introduced like into the campaign, uh, established campaign already uh who is um without without giving too much away uh he's like i do a very terrible french accent all right i can deal
1: with that yeah
0: and i i so i don't know i don't when you play full campaigns or or full sessions with multiple people i don't know how you feel as a, a gm um but like i made it my mission to make sure we didn't do too much (laughs) <laughs> In the episode, like except for role play, like all I wanted mm-hmm. us to do was role play. I was like, so like I knew what the mission was. I knew where they needed what they needed to do, and I decided to make it my mission to w- make sure we don't do that. So literally, like, I we <laughs> we ate breakfast the entire time. <laughs> like we we and uh, this isn't really spoiling anything. The episode the episode title is Everybody Gets a Crepe, and we literally have breakfast twice. Uh, and talk the entire first hour of the game. That's, see, I'm uh, lo-
1: see, I'm a sucker for that though. Like, I just want to, I, I, literally just want to play a character and talk about things. It's one of the reasons I really love our like games like our radios are dying. Like freeform yeah. games, I like just playing a character. Like I could just literally just chat in character forever.
0: Yeah, like that is I, and that's what when I started talking to our GM uh, and discussing like what my role was going to be. And, uh, and it was really just like, I'm this talky guy and I'm like, this is the, this is what sold me. Like if you told me I could get the art, like role play and do improv like improv is something that I'm starting to get into. Like, I'm like, all right, like I, I want obviously that's what RPG is. Like that's mm-hmm. your improving and uh, to the point, like where now I'm looking, I'm going to probably take a class at the Philly improv theater this summer. Um, because it just sounds like such a fun thing to do and like, like on stage. Um, and it, you know, it will help me be a better tabletop player, mm-hmm. I guess. But, um, so yeah, I, I love the improv aspect. I love the talky aspect of it. Uh, just like you, I'm, I, I'm glad cause I've read a lot about GMs just hating, <laughs> like, oh. come on, just get to the action.
1: No, I love it. I, I like tell it's, it's cause it's storytelling. I like telling a story.
0: Yeah, and that's what. Uh, so, the the one theme that got lost with all these interviews that that I did was um we, we every single guest somehow just naturally it wasn't forced like we all talked about storytelling being probably the most important element of you know anything like whether it be a, a book whether it be a tabletop um, RPG uh, you know a television show a movie whatever like you can. Um, have acting that's not top-notch like you don't have the greatest acting you don't have the greatest writing necessarily you don't have the greatest um quality but as long as the story is good from point a to from start to finish then you got me like for instance like it's like the walking dead has its moments of not having great acting or great dialogue but for me i think the walking dead is one of the greatest stories out there
1: I'm sorry. I got distracted by a cat again. I
0: haven't actually. I've read. I read the first. She's like sniffing me, and I don't know I why. I love. I love that. <laughs> Easily, like, because like as I was talking, I'm like he's not paying attention or he's distracted. No,
1: I was. I was. I listened to hear and I heard every word that you said. It's just she's like sniffing. I don't know what I smell like is the thing. Anyway, that's. I read funny. the first vault. I've read the first. I guess it's like the first two or three trades of the Walking Dead, the comic. I've never actually yeah. watched the show, but oh, like, wow. I we don't have oh, like okay. cable. We may, I,
0: you and I may have discussed this. No, I don't. I actually, don't think we have. Yeah, I haven't oh, okay. watched
1: any of the Walking Dead, but I've read the first like three trades or something.
0: Well, the so the the comics are i think i mean now i'm also probably six months maybe even a year behind at this point um and that's because i have like i said earlier i have this issue if i walk into a comic book store um i'll spend almost a 100 bucks uh that sounds that sounds about right (laughs) and i just have an i have a problem so as much as i hate digital uh anything um for for reading I only buy my comics digital now because I had, I can have self-control and after three months or so, they, they dropped from four bucks an issue to like two bucks mm-hmm. an issue. So I'm a couple months behind on it, but yeah, the last, wherever I'm right up to, like, it is still a stellar story. I mean, it has, it's up and down, up and downs just like sure. any comic book does. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the show is, um, if you have Netflix, it's something that I think you should start watching, my friend. It's it's um, really good. I think I'm I think I'm going to I
1: think I'm going to jump into it sooner or later. I don't think it's it's not something that I like maliciously didn't watch. It's just something that like I kind of like I missed the boat on and it's been a struggle to like be the guy that's like hey i just watched yeah. walking
0: dead season one <laughs> you know you guys that's game of thrones for me <laughs> i that's well i mean that's also game of thrones for okay. me. <laughs> yeah because uh everyone literally everyone i know watches game of thrones except for you now and uh my everyone's like you gotta start watching it and i've i've tried i've sat down and watched the first episode or at least tried to and I fell asleep and I don't know if that's because I, I tend to stay up like my eyes are droopy right now because I stay up till 3 a.m. every night and I just torture myself with lack of sleep. So if I sit down and watch a show at 11 o'clock at night, I tend to fall asleep unless it's like the flash or something like that really holds my attention. Uh, and Game of Thrones is one of those shows where like I've sat down twice to watch that pilot episode and um, I mean, I've been told you have to get past the first three and then it really picks up, but yeah, Game of Thrones is just that I got, I'm just so far behind. I'm like, what's the point?
1: Yeah. 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 I just, cause, and it's tough because like once that moment, once you're not part of like the conversation, mm-hmm. it's tough to, it's tough to, I find like a lot of shows like that, it's tough to like make that plunge. Yeah. It's like there's an old, old, very old, like super old uh, Jim Gaffigan routine where he talks about this, where he's like, he's like, I don't want to be the guy that's like, hey, I just saw Heat. <laughs> and that's exactly how I feel about like The Walking Dead. I don't want to go into lunch one day at work and be like, you guys want to talk about like this Rick guy? He's, I, I like him. Rick
0: Grimes is great.
1: Look, he seems like a good dude. And everybody else is like, what are,
0: are you just on season one? <laughs> Uh, you know what, though? That's like their pilot is one of the strongest pilots I've ever watched. I've, I've heard um, that. I've heard that. And I mean, the the f- season finale is weak, in my opinion, for season one. But um, ever since then, I think I mean, it's, again, just like the comic book, it, it has its dips. But mm-hmm. generally, I'm um, going back to the storytelling thing, like from from episode one of the season to episode last episode of the season, whatever that is. Generally, the entire season arc is good enough for me to say, all right, you guys did your job, you entertained me, and and uh, I'm happy with what you're doing with a product that I love.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, so, so uh, and it's weird, because fantasy, so, like, as much as I like d d now, and like, kind of, like, and I even write, like, my buddy who's running the D&D campaign, he writes a, for a book series that he created, and um, I write for it as well. And it's like fantasy based, obviously. I actually like. I don't. Another reason I'm not into Game of Thrones. I don't really like fantasy, like watching it. That's 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 understandable. I think it's it's. I can
1: I I I can understand that. I I can kind of take or leave it. Like it's it it really and it it goes back it goes back to what we we're saying about storytelling. For me, it really like. I kind of feel like it's not enough to be like hey look a dragon Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because you know I've been playing D&D since I was eight like (laughs) I've I've heard some cool stories about dragons well
0: and for me it's like okay like I can and I've watched the original Lord of the Rings trilogy I I haven't watched maybe did I watch any Hobbit I don't think I've watched any of the Hobbit trilogy I I'm not giving
1: it a shot I'm not uh, that's a movie that I made a pretty firm commitment to just that's not for me (laughs) I and that's and that's a shame because the Hobbits maybe my favorite book. It's like ever one of my favorite
0: books ever. It's and, and Lord of the Rings. I'm glad it was made. I'm glad that I saw it. But all that is for me now. And I uh, maybe I finally got rid of the movies. But all that is for me is a moment in time. Like mm-hmm. I can't. And it's it's me going back to a, a Kevin Smith joke. But like I can't sit there and watch a mo- three movies about walking. Like it's it's and I know there's more to it than that. But like at the end of the day, like I'm like oh my god, like. <laughs> No,
1: I don't think I've ever gone back and like rewatched the Lord of the Rings movies. I've
0: watched them exactly twice once in the theater each and once when I bought them on DVD. And then I, I I, I mean, and there's a lot of DVDs that I do that with that I've never gone I Like it's, I probably have a couple that I haven't gone back to and watched a third time. Um, but they're, I look at them, and I'm like, hmm, I'm, I'm gonna, one day I will for sure. But Lord of the Rings, I was like, nah, I, what's, I, I know the story. Like it's not. Like, mm-hmm. for me, I'd rather re- – like, superhero movies is my thing. Like, I grew up mm-hmm. as a superhero kid. So, like, that is where the, the, those fantasy stories grab, grab my attention. So, like, I'll rewatch Iron Man over and over again. If You know, whether it's I catch it on TV uh, or, or I pop it in. Uh, same thing with like Avengers, like any mm-hmm. of the, any of the Marvel stuff, obviously is pretty much golden now. And, and like the classic DC stuff, like you know, 89 Batman and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. any of that stuff that that's my Lord of the Rings. Like if I, mm-hmm. and my game of Thrones and stuff like, da- like, have you watched Daredevil season one? Yes. Season two. No. Oh my God. So Daredevil, I, th- Daredevil season one and Daredevil as a whole, as of now, is I think the best thing Marvel has ever put out, like whether it be movie or or TV, like it is such good storytelling. See, that's how I feel about Ant-Man. Oh, see, no, I haven't seen Ant-Man.
1: I have, I think Ant-Man is the best thing that they've done.
0: I I have not seen Ant-Man and not for any other reason, but like, it was one of those movies that like, all right, well, I have two kids, but can I get out to go see it? No. All right. Mm -hmm. So it's just, and I just have to pick it up on Blu-ray and I'll watch it. Um, so I've heard good, I think Ant-Man is one, I like Paul Rudd, I love Paul Rudd, so that looks like it could be a great movie I, That's
1: my favorite of the Marvel
0: movies But I'll tell you what, once you sit down and, and watch season 2 of Daredevil I, I don't know, how, maybe you won't change your mind, If it, 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 but it is also very good It is, you know, not as strong as season 1, but I mean, the way they treat the Punisher is just it's it's just t- like the, it, uh, John Bernthal is the definitive punch, Punisher, and like I love Thomas Jane as the Punisher. Uh, so he kind of had a lot to like work up to, I guess. In my, for me at least, and oh, so good. And I think now I don't. Do you go and see the Marvel movies often? Generally, when as soon as they come out in theaters, I'll go so see them. so Civil War is going to probably be the. F- first marvel movie since probably age of ultron um and before that Avengers the first avengers that i'll go and seek out in the theater because it is the um that's the comic book storyline from probably about 10 years ago at this point maybe maybe give or take a year or two that brought me back into comics because i left comics just like probably a lot of people are in our age group did because mm-hmm. uh, we were too cool for it at a certain point Um, so I came back to it in my early twenties and it was the civil war storyline that brought me back. And like, to the point where like that storyline made me like captain America to the point where I have his shield tattooed on my body now. Um, and so that, that means a lot to me, that storyline. And, uh, I'm just excited for it. Like everything I've heard.
1: uh, Oh, the reviews are really good.
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Have you seen, did you see Batman versus Superman? I did not. Okay. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That movie had to go out of its way for me to not see it because I'm, <laughs> I love Batman. I'm I love Ben Affleck.
1: I'm literally wearing a Superman shirt right now. <laughs> I'm, yeah.
0: I, I have a Batman mask somewhere floating around the house. I have no less than five Batman shirts. Uh, so like I, I, if I think we did get into this a little bit last time you we were on, like for you, it's Superman. For me, it's mm-hmm. Batman. And you had, you had to legitimately screw something up in your marketing yeah. to make me say, I'm not going to go see this movie. They had, yeah. And so did you see Man of Steel?
1: I did, not in theaters. Again, I was very proud of myself. Like <laughs> once I, once the reviews came in and once I got spoiled on the ending, like I was, I was out.
0: So what is your thoughts after seeing Man of Steel? Like what? How do you, how do you feel as a Superman fan? And then uh, objectively,
1: Uh, I think it was, I think both this is that it was a terrible film. (laughs) Like it's all like, it's first off, like just object, like just as a movie fan, it's a bad movie. Like, it's just not a good film. Like the characters motivations don't make sense. Not like nothing makes sense in the movie.
0: My, my biggest issue and, and. Maybe maybe you'll school me on this because you're more of the Superman fan than I am. But my biggest issue with that movie is that it's not a Superman movie. Like he's not Superman. Like he's, he's at no it's he's at no point is he
1: Superman in that movie. Well, like, like here's and like there's so like but and now we're gonna get into the meat of the matter because now I'm gonna talk about it as a fan of <laughs> Superman
2: okay. and like
1: what that character means to me and okay. like go for it. Superman is he's a lot of things. He is the ultimate, like, immigrant story mm-hmm. in that he is somebody who came from another place and was raised and was instilled with, like, these essentially American values and became, like, a, like a part of our society and elevated our society as a part of that. Like, he's very mm-hmm. consciously created by the sons of Jewish immigrants to yeah. be an immigrant story. He's also fundamentally a story – fundamentally, like – he's also fundamentally like yeah it's fun like it's it, it's so important for Superman as a character to be instilled with these values and yes. like I'm all, like, I'm perfectly comfortable with the character of Jonathan Kent not being perfect I get what they're going for and I like that I like changing I don't think he needs to be a, like a, a perfect person mm-hmm but by having him literally say, Hey, maybe you
0: should just let, let that bus load of children die. Yes! Oh my god. Yeah. Maybe, should, that... maybe. maybe. Who knows? Uh, that that bothered me so much. I'm like, come on. Like this is how he learns to be so... that's this is why that Superman breaks spoilers, breaks Sod's neck. Like he's oh god. So many well, issues with that. It's movie. funny
1: because since then since watching that movie, I've read at least one really good argument for why him snapping Zod's neck isn't the worst thing in the world to the point where I'm not even necessarily bothered that he does it I'm just bothered that the movie takes the laziest path to get there Okay, because there was a really great argument somewhere it might have I don't remember exactly where it was You,
0: you know what I think something's sparking in my mind about maybe I read something similar and saying, okay, but they, so I, but yeah, there's, just,
1: there's a great argument. That's like Superman doesn't necessarily need to have a no kill role. Like in the same way that like Batman does because Superman doesn't need to go to that line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I was actually okay with somebody saying somebody like pointing out like, well, why should Superman like, like there was, there was an interesting thing of like, If Superman were at that point, I don't think he would have the same qualms about, like, killing and changing his ethos like that in the same way that, like... If Batman does it, then I can understand Batman being like, well, now I'm the Joker. Like, now I'm the bad guy. If Batman crosses that line, because now he's done... He's fundamentally done the thing that turned him into Batman by taking somebody's life.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: Yeah. If
1: Superman's whole thing... Superman, because he has no fear, because he has infinite power and like without being corrupted it would make sense for him to be able to be the one to say like in a no in a in a no win situation well i have to do this and i i wasn't super bothered like that that kind of contextualized the idea yeah. of superman having to kill someone the problem is superman could have just like flown he could have just like <laughs> flown up he could have just like i don't know turned like 90 degrees <laughs> Yeah, he could have just like, you know, punched him in the head and knocked him out.
0: It yeah, I I I my I had a buddy who said like, man, you're you need everything to be to how the comic book is. I'm like, "No, I don't I, I'm okay with things taking liberties. Like, I, I mean, every property that gets turned into anything other than a comic book, and even now, like, comic book takes properties uh-huh. from its own past. Like, it's fine. Like, I get it. You have to to make it translate. Uh-huh. But, but, I mean, I was like, there's certain things you can't do to Superman. <laughs> and-
1: I just, I think if you tell the story, like, I've read story, comic books where Superman is killed. And I've appreciated them. And I think that it can be done well. Yeah. I think that Man of Steel didn't do it well. And because of that, I didn't give... I'm not going to give them another, like, three hours of my life to try and tell the, sto- the story just as bad again.
0: Yeah. I. You know what? The one thing that I think that, that comes out of Batman vs. Superman is that we get more Batman movies. Because from what I've heard, Batfleck, great. Mm-hmm. And I've heard the same
1: thing about Wonder Woman. I've heard that it was really yes, good, and I'm all yes. about.
0: Oh, and her solo flick. I'm like, what I here's what I love about Captain America is that it was a period piece. Mm-hmm. So they're doing that with Wonder Woman. I think it's going to be a wonderful film. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited. I'm I'm excited to see
1: how it looks. I'm not going to mm-hmm. preemptively say I'm going to go see it because I don't think they've earned that kind of goodwill with me. Ah,
0: they will, you're right. The only movie that they will get that from me is the next Batman movie. Like, I will, Batman is one of the few that I will always go see, but their track, re- track record with Batman is relatively good, save for the Schumacher years. Um. So they've, like, they have goodwill with Batman. I think the only characters, the only property that
1: if they were to say we're making this movie, that I would preempt, at, from, at least from DC Comics, making movies, like their movie department. The only movie that they could get me to preemptively say, like, I'm in, I'm there, is if they were to just come out and be like, by the way, guys, this Justice League movie we're doing?
2: All right, you didn't think I was going to uh, <laughs> let you go without a cliffhanger, did you? No, no, no. Uh, we are splitting this conversation up into two bits. Uh... Part one is airing now. You just listened to it. It's been great. Part two will be on next week uh, and it will be on time next week. Uh, the holiday screwed everything up this week. Uh, what I want you to do is before you do anything, after you're done listening to this episode, I want you to go check out uh, Jeff on Twitter at Party of One Pod. You can find him on SoundCloud.com slash Party of One Podcast. You can also find him on. Facebook.com slash party of one podcast. Um, And we have already dropped a couple episodes that you should listen to. Another really good one that he just recently released was episode 21 uh, murderous ghosts with uh, Chris from that D and D podcast. That was a really good episode too. Um, He's been doing some interesting things. In his last um, episode or so, he's also uh, flipped it where he has not been the GM. He's been the player. And that's a really cool thing to hear is him play instead of uh, be the the game master. Um, So, great podcast. Check out Jeff Stormer. Um, Had a lot of fun. Next week, we're going to get more into about superheroes. We get into about... Uh, Once upon a time, um, it's it's going to be a fun fun episode again next week where we continue our conversation with the one the only uh, creator of worlds storyteller extraordinaire Jeff Stormer. Um, I'm so thank you Jeff for being a super friend. Um, we're already starting to schedule the my next appearance on his podcast. Uh, where, I, where I return as uh, the doctor, if you will. So that's exciting. Um, I can't wait to do that. I can't wait to uh, uh, finish the conversation with Jeff next week. For Everything Is Awesome, I'm Kevin. You can find me on Twitter at HHWST. You can find the show on Twitter at Real Awesome Pod. You are also on Instagram at Awesome Podcast. Um, we're going to be doing some neat things. We also have a brand new website, awesomepodcast.com. Check all that out, Uh, and as I said, for Everything is Awesome, I'm your host, Kev, and you're listening to Everything is Awesome right here. Only on awesomepodcast.com.
0: Everything is Awesome is produced by Crude Humor Studios. For more information about the podcast, please visit us online at awesomepodcast.com. Or if you're interested in advertising on the show, please email us at advertising at crudehumorstudios.com. Stream and download all episodes on iTunes. While you're there, please consider leaving a five-star review.
2: If you're a fan of the show, please let us know by following us on Twitter and Instagram at thatentertains.